0: Yippee-ki-yay, and you're listening to the Plain Sight Podcast. My name is Alex Sons. and I'm here with my good old buddies, my good old pals, Cameron Jordan. Cam, how are you? Yippee-ki-yay, other buckets. Okay, and Zachary (laughs) Kuyat. Hi. Hello. I'm just ready to record a podcast, have a few laughs, you know? (laughs) 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 I'm so excited. Maybe a couple. Maybe only a couple. Guys, before we get into this, I just... We've done... A couple pods that I thought really, really made Zach happy. <laughs> this one might outdo the Spider-Man pod. It's, You're it's really right excited. Up there, yeah. <laughs> You're having a really great time. Zach, you have a deep, rich history with this movie. You love this movie. Um, And so what I want you to do is we're going to do Ready, Set, Zach. But I want you not only to tell me what the movie's about. I want you to tell me what, what our audience wants to know, Zach. Why, why is this a Christmas movie? Of course. Why do we say Merry Christmas, Let's Talk Die Hard? Ready, <laughs> set.
1: Zack, Merry Christmas! It's Die Hard. So this movie is about an NYPD officer going to visit his estranged wife who lives in LA on Christmas when the Nakatomi Plaza is taken hostage by German terrorists, and only John McClane can stop them. So he leaves diplomacy and his shoes behind, opting for quips, C4, <laughs> and clever uses of duct tape to save the day. Now, this is a ninety-nine percent perfect movie, regardless of what holiday you watch it at, right? But the thing that makes it such a such a an important Christmas movie is that I don't think people catch always, but it's, it's so ingrained in the movie that it is essential that it takes place at Christmas. The movie doesn't work. If it's not about Christmas, the whole reason he comes to LA is because he needs to reconnect with his family at the holidays. He's things aren't going well for him in New York. He thought she was going to come back with the kids, to New York with him and that hasn't happened and so he's got to find his family again and he wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't Christmas and then he gets there and the only reason that everybody is gathered is for the holiday Christmas party the office Christmas party is the only reason that there's anybody to kidnap at Nakatomi Plaza in the first place it has to be Christmas or this movie doesn't work and therefore it is a Christmas movie mm. wow is John McClane wow. one of the three wise kings <laughs> The three wise men. One of them is John McClane. Who are the other Here two? Here we are. Uh does the other two are Mike
0: Myers and Jim Carrey, of course.
1: John John McClane, the character, and then the actors Mike Myers and Jim Carrey are the three wise men. What? what? I was gonna say like John McClane and then John Rambo from Rambo
0: and John McCain and
1: John, actual war hero John McCain. Yes. <laughs> the most
0: legitimate of all three <laughs> the of them. only
1: actual hero on the list
0: <laughs> in our hearts and our souls bruce willis is a hero so yeah. here's the thing camp yeah i got i got very little to be very serious about here my my pastor my pastor stuff is really really low on my pastor tingle okay that's and okay so <laughs> I need you to come in and save the day. Do you have anything? I got a game. How's that? Perfect. Oh, that's exactly I what I get was to play hoping. Games, I it. get
1: excited when I do. <laughs> well, so this game is called Die Hard, and I don't think there's a better way um, to embrace that than playing a game called Misery Index. So in this game, uh, it comes from a, a card game called Stuff Happens, and in it, um, there are all these different scenarios on these cards. That are rated on the misery index, which is a scale from 0.1 to 100 listing how um, miserable it would be if this happened to you. Let's get it. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you um, each. You're each going to go. So um, I oh I didn't come up with a clever way to figure out who goes first. So any, <laughs> anybody, Zach. Uh, yes. No. Yes, I never get to play No, now I get to go first. <laughs> Um you're each gonna get to take a guess on each of these. Um and whoever is closest to the actual number on the misery index oh, okay. is gonna get the point.
0: From one to seven? No. From point, point one, one to one hundred to one hundred.
1: Yeah, oh. Alex, you guess from one to seven, and we'll see who wins. <laughs> now, I do have an example card just to show you, just to kind of set a base, a okay. control group, Perfect. so you can see. So what this a one is your hand is super glued to your face, and it is a 51.3. Okay, that's our benchmark is right in the middle is hand glued to face. And keep in mind, these are all worst case scenario. Okay, so the worst thing that could happen if your hand is glued to your face. Yes, is a 51.3 okay. on the misery index. Interesting. Zach, are you ready for the first question? I'm so- you'll, both, you'll both answer each. I'm so ready. And I might need, I don't, I'm not great at math, so hopefully one of you is far enough hopefully off each time really that obvious. it doesn't take me a long time. Um, your, sibling, do hits on you. your time. sibling hits on you. Your sibling hits on you? Worst case scenario be is like a family that no longer speaks to each other. I'm going to say 68.2. Okay. <sighs> I hope it's 71 just to mess with your math brain Nope Zach congratulations that point goes to you it is a 54.5 Okay this is a much more delicate system than I realized there must be a much wider range of extremes (laughs) because
0: that feels pretty bad I guess if they're just hitting on me, we can get past it. No, that. you can't. You can't defend that. <laughs> like if Nathan like was like, "Hey Alex, <laughs> you look real cute today." The little wink and a kissy face. I guess me and him can walk past it. We can talk about it. We can be sorry. like, "Hey, this isn't very appropriate. I don't appreciate it when you do this, but it wouldn't ruin the family." <laughs> All right, Alex, are you ready yeah. for round two? Bring it.
1: You get locked out of your house while naked.
0: Oh, I have this dream so often. <laughs> <laughs> i have this dream still as a 23-year-old man that I am in school except I forgot pants. <laughs> <laughs> or a shirt. I'm just Is that in a dream or a memory at this point? I don't know. It happens so often. <laughs> Probably once a month at least. I'm in school in my underwear. Um, Man. I get locked outside except naked. I don't feel like that's that bad. 43, even.
1: I think you're going the wrong direction. I think this one could lead to a public indecency charge that would like give you some a little bit of jail time or at least money lost. I'm going to say... Who's that
0: guy with Africa? What?
1: What? <laughs>
0: Coney 2012. Coney... <laughs> and then he peed, and then he peed in public. Like the next week, and got in a bunch of pro- trouble. Oh <laughs> got a wow! What a charge. deep-seated
1: memory. All that to say, uh, seventy point two. I'm gonna go with point two again. Alex ties it up. The correct <sighs> answer is thirty-six point. This game is yeah,
0: incorrect. Okay, what is worse, you're outside naked, or Elizabeth hits on you?
1: Outside naked is a, has a worse. No, worst if, so case you're scenario. gonna tell
0: me you're gonna tell me getting hit on by my sibling is such a huge deal, and then oh no, someone might see my booty. No, I'm no. saying
1: a neighbor might see my booty and then call the cops on me, and then I go to jail. That's worse. All right. You're the one who I said have been, Nathan I have hit on me, and I wouldn't even care that
0: much. It might be fun. <laughs> <It's> pro- <laughs> okay, because he's probably done it before. I'm sure he
1: has. I know your brother. <laughs> Give me another question. I'm going to get Route it. Route three. Zach, going to you first, please. Exposed to Ebola. Oh, well, that's bad. Like... Kony
0: 2012. The worst
1: case scenario is you die, which is not great. But I, somehow, I, this scale has rocked me to my core. So I only want to say, like... It failed me last time, but this is the way I'm going to stick with it. 70.2. <laughs> wow.
0: See, me personally... 85. That transfer rate is your death rate. Like you are dead if you get it. Alex, congratulations. The correct answer is 98.3. <laughs> I,
1: I don't have any idea game. how this game works. Zach <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> this game. This is the, I never want to play a game again. This is why I write the games. Um, okay, I'm getting. Ha- oh, exactly. Um, so it is two to one, Alex. Yeah. Uh yeah, and is. going to you uh for your round two question, your favorite local team relocates. Oof.
0: If Patrick Mahomes left. Oof. No, not just
1: Patrick Mahomes. The whole the entire the Chiefs, team. Yeah, the Chiefs but now I don't also. Care. Play in I don't, LA. don't care. if There's another Patrick LA Mahomes team, leaves. and it's the
0: Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny.
1: Um they also go to Tampa Bay, just like our basketball homes.
0: See, on the misery index, my favorite team would no longer be in misery. So it com- might be pretty low. But um, that was such a bad joke. You guys didn't even nope. laugh at it. not so you bad. didn't earn it. That <laughs> was so bad. I didn't even get a fake giggle. I didn't even get a fake one.
1: I've also got my calculator app open to do the <laughs> So I'm just waiting at this point.
0: Oh, man. Uh, 12.
1: Okay. I'm going to say yeah. I think in the grand scheme of things, you're upset for a little bit. I'm gonna say ten point two.
0: Ooh, I might win this. I'm gonna win this. I won this. Zach, I'm sorry. The correct answer is forty-one point five. Forty-one. What? <laughs> what is it's this the game? Of being naked outside, brother. Can
1: you give? Can, <laughs> okay. I don't. We don't need to interrupt the flow of things right now. But you have to tell me what like a point one is in this game. Getting a paper cut. Getting a paper cut is worse than your team moving away. Getting a paper cut ruins your day. Your team moving away also ruins your day, but you're not hurt physically. Yes, you uh, are. No, yeah, you're not. Zach, If if the Royals up and left, you're telling me you would rather that happen than get one paper cut. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I would is, not That be is exactly physical, what you said. I'm saying I would not be in physical pain but if it the would Royals be more miserable. up and left. I would be sad. It's not about physical but pain. I could it's still support misery. Them. I can still enjoy it. Uh, yeah, yeah games? Okay, anyway? my real problem is that that's on basically the same level as getting locked out of your house naked, and I don't think
0: those things are the same. <laughs> I don't are think getting think locked out, that out of your house naked is as bad as you think it is. I'm We're just, going into the last round. If you're telling round. me
1: that these are worst case scenario, only one of those things get me sent to jail. <laughs> and that's worse. I don't understand this game. I'm going to get this one no. exactly, and you're going to have to give me five points for it. This last round, um, <laughs> no, <not. clears throat> anyway, I do have a tiebreaker if Zach wins both of these. Um, bitten by a bat. Okay, this is, my, this is my go first? Yes. <sighs> okay, bitten by a bat. You could get rabies. That's bad. You could become a vampire. Good. C- could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> Also, that probably hurts, and you bleed. These girls
0: love vampires, apparently. That's
1: right, especially when they sparkle. <laughs> I think this one, <sighs> trying to coordinate with all of the other things that I've learned about this game, I think this one is a 57.9. Okay.
0: Honestly, dude, 42. Zach, it is 57.5. No! Wow! <laughs> oh, <That's> <laughs> point. Sucks
1: I'm going to give you two points. Yes! And Actually, no. No, no, no. I'm going to give you one okay. for the sole purpose of I have a tiebreaker and so I'm going to hope you get this Bring exploit. it. Okay. I get the more victory though. <laughs> going to you. You win the Powerball but you lose the ticket.
0: oh this one's got some nuance to it yeah because honestly you're only out five bucks or however much powerball ticket is but you did win so you're out
1: all that money but like it's not you didn't lose it you just don't get it hmm this is a real quandary Alex, are you thinking real hard about this question?
0: <laughs> oh, it's my turn. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> oh, my man, 35. 30, just 35, right, right into it. I got past the decimals <laughs> after the first one.
1: Um Zach. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to extend this game and prices right it, and I'm gonna say 35.1. <laughs> <sighs> what a ding dong. The you correct are. answer is sixty-nine. So no! does, I almost guessed that just for fun. so losing the powerball ticket is worse than possibly becoming a vampire good to know (laughs) yes this last question is maybe my favorite okay uh we'll go to zach first because order does not matter organ traffickers drug you and steal kidney now you can live on only one kidney that's my first piece of evidence that i'm going to bring to this decision
0: but they are doing surgical.
1: <laughs> oh, no, don't get me wrong. That's probably terrible for you. But you're not going to die. I mean, you might, but you're not inherently going to die. Okay. It's not Ebola levels. I guess not. This is. I don't think it's as bad as losing the winning Powerball ticket.
0: Maybe not. <laughs> it's definitely worse than that. It's definitely
1: worse <laughs> than that. 53.7.
0: Oh, Did dude, I say get out of here.
1: Yes. I'm sticking with it. 53.7. It, uh, that uh, evoked itself from me. That I was wrong.
0: 70. Even. Alex, congratulations. The correct answer was 85.5. Right, come on, I Zach. wanted to say
1: <laughs> 73.7, but I said 50 <laughs> instead, so I just stuck with it. <laughs> this
0: man did surgery on you.
1: Yeah, well, that's why Alex, I wanted to say 73.7. Probably not a surgeon. 7.
0: Just operated on you to get your kidney. Yeah, you would still survive, though. That's the important thing. But it's well, how much misery
1: are you? What's in? a 100? Um, I would have to go look through <laughs> the box, which I can do. Don't <laughs> waste our podcast time to go look through <laughs> a box. Let's
0: take some time doing this podcast. <laughs> I'll go look get the box, box and while y'all are talking, I'll find the we'll answer. We'll talk about Die okay. Hard.
1: You find us the answer to what's a 100.
0: Zach, I don't... I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to be pessimistic here. But I just don't think there's a lot to glean from here if we want to do a big theme in Die Hard other than um, being in the right place at the right time. You know, when Mm, God says mm -hmm. go, you're just there. You're ready to go. When God says
1: go, you got to go. It
0: it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter if you're on duty, if you're on the clock. Mm -hmm. When the Lord tells you to go Kill some terrorists. You go kill some terrorists. I mean, the
1: the inherent internal logic of this movie is that it's about a guy who was in a place at a time, and that happened to be where he needed to be. He was a wrong place, wrong time guy. But because he was there, that's the only reason that they stopped Hans Gruber and the rest of the
0: Europeans. So let's talk about John McClane. Let's please do. Zach, I want to give you some space to just talk about John McClane.
1: I like that this has become like a stand podcast for Die Hard instead of an actual like
0: plain sight episode. Actually, I think we did a pretty good one right there, so I think I do that's too. good enough. Deep theological content. Now, tell me about the man of myth, the legend, Jonathan. John. McLean. a man. I found the
1: one hundred. Okay. What does it is
0: tell it? us, please? What are your
1: guesses? Struck by lightning twice.
0: Struck by lightning while having a bowl up. Struck
1: by lightning three times. <laughs> Four you're buried good. alive
0: oh that oh, would be yeah. very
1: bad yeah that's not i think we anymore. could all get behind that yeah yeah anyway john mcclain <laughs> <laughs> i wonder where walk barefoot across broken glass falls on the misery index that's right one above of them Legos. Sure i'll keep hunting i'm sure it is we're gonna you need to find all the things that happen in this movie and tell us where they rank <laughs> No, but John McClane I think is is a really compelling character, right? Because he comes he's the beginning of the era of like the scrappy underdog action hero. Yeah. Like John McClane kind of comes before the Keanu Reeves, the Patrick Swayze, the Tom Cruise, all of those sort of heroes. You wouldn't get those guys if it weren't for Die Hard working, if it weren't for John McClane existing. Because before that, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's Sylvester Stallone, it's Dolph Lundgren. It's these massive hulking men that I think were, they were the only thing that we were doing in action movies at the time. And then it's just like this wisecracking guy who was on a sitcom is just, he's our new hero and he's going to take out literal representations of a bunch of those kind of action heroes that came before him. I mean, it's huge muscular European men that he's fighting this whole movie. And also literally this movie is kind of fighting against the stereotype of huge muscular European men being the hero. I think it's this we're stretching for things, right? But I think we have a tendency to want to look at some of the like heroes of faith of the past. Yeah. The, biblical heroes whether it be you know people who have extraordinary displays of faith of the past or 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 it's you know some of the historical you know religious heroes but that's not what most of us are going to be every once in a while somebody is called to be that and gets to be this like public face of faith but most of the time it's just a guy who happens to be at the wrong party on christmas and all of a sudden he he has something that he needs to accomplish <clears throat> he gets put into a place at a time with a purpose that's what most of us are and i think even you talk on a smaller level about like man the pastors in my life are really impressive the you know these other church leaders are really impressive and they really are like the heroes of the faith right now But the guy that saves the day in this movie is just a guy who is in a place. We're all called to do stuff. Even if we're not 6'5 and Mr. Universe and also the governor of California. Even if we're not that, we still have a purpose that we are called to. I think to me, that's what John McClane is. Because in the movie, he is the everyman. Like It was one of the first movies that said, Anybody could have been the hero in this situation. He was just the one who was there and knew how to do it, and
0: he got yeah, do, lucky a lot. Do we have any indication that he's like anything normal than just a normal patrol cop? Anything different? Just normal. No, he—that's his York? whole thing. Like is, in the description, it calls him a super cop, right. but but he's there's really nothing not in the movie until that the
1: sequels even like. He's just yeah. a guy, and it's it becomes obvious, especially in the sequels, that like he's not even a great cop he loses yeah. his job in the third movie because he keeps drinking on the job like he's not even a super good cop and he's got a lot of flaws and he can't hold his marriage together things don't work for him and also the movies are better when he's like that that's a, just a side tangent when the, he's good and he's got things together the movies aren't as good but when he's kind of fallen apart when his life doesn't work that's when he is the most compelling hero Because he's not great. He's not like the world's greatest cop. He's not the RoboCop. He's just a guy who's got a couple skills. Yeah, and I think we even see this a lot. I remember having a conversation um, when I was working uh, with, uh, again, with sports crusaders. And I wanted to have like a bunch of modern day um, examples of our stories. Um, Our whole thing was like using the tools that God gives you to like point to him. So, you know, every week I would talk about Tim Tebow because he's like a modern day example that like the kids know who like did a good job of that. And when I pitched that he's idea, a verb. they were like, yeah, um, when I pitched that idea, they were like, oh, well then like, what if Tim Tebow goes off and like does something wrong and now all these students like look at him as like this prime example. And I'm like, okay, but we talk about David who like raped a girl and like. Got somebody murdered. Mm-hmm. Samson spent 95% of his life doing the wrong thing. Most he of He did Samson's the right thing one making time. Mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. He made one right decision, and he was only in that position because he made so many wrong decisions to get him there. So like we put people on a pedestal. A pastor that I've talked about on this podcast that I admire, I mean, I've never met him, but like I've read his books, and like I'm a big fan just got fired from his job at Hillsong, New York. Like Mm -hmm. we put pastors on this pedestal, even on a local level. Um, and I think we lose track of the site that like normal everyday people get to, to have the same impact on people's lives and get to be the ones, like you might be the, the hero of somebody's testimony. You might be the one that like told them about Jesus. You might be the one that ultimately saved their lives, not Judah Smith or Carl Lentz.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's powerful. I think, and I think a lot of that is what leads to situations where you have just celebrity pastors in general. But then, when celebrity pastors fail and fail miserably, it's because um, we are expected to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. But we expect our leaders to be perfect. We don't follow flawed people. We say we follow flawed people, but the second their flaws show, they gotta go. We can't follow them anymore. Um, and yeah. this is not an indication that 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 he should keep his job or things like that there's definitely um with some of the things the things that are going on like you need to step away and you need to figure that out Mm -hmm. you can't let people doing that but there are plenty of situations where it's like man especially at the local level my pastor fails and even if they stay in that position i'm going to go somewhere else to someone who's a better leader in my life or i'm going to always keep in the back of my mind if there's an opportunity to get somebody else to be my leader here I'm going to do that mm-hmm. I've seen it happen firsthand, um, and it's, it's hard because we have a bible full of flawed leaders right. and our leaders are flawed and I think that's what leaders want people to know more than anything is like I'm so flawed like yes I'm going to lead you to the best of my ability um But I'm so flawed. I've heard the joke from several different pastors. Like, there's no such thing as a perfect church. And if you've ever walked in one, um, it's not anymore because you're there. Um, (laughs) Like, there's there's this idea that our leaders, we say that we understand their flaws. But when those flaws show themselves, they need to step away and can't lead us through them anymore. Um, And that's like a real reflection point we need to have with the church, especially at the local level. Um, of how are we looking at our leaders? What are we holding them to, and how human are they actually to us, or are right. they just their position? Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, here's the thing. I want to talk Hans Gruber, but when we were when we were prepping for this, I didn't have anything. Zach didn't have anything, but I have this feeling. I have this vibe, and maybe it's because he just pointed to himself as if he has something to <laughs> say. That Cam might be here to save the day for Hans Gruber. Cam, please. Give us something. You know, you said, Cam, do you have anything on Hans? And I said, by the time you get to me, probably. Um,
1: So here's what I got. Um, And it's a stretch, and I get that. But what extent are you going to go to um, to cover up your your real sin? Mm. Um, Mm. Hans Hans spends most of this movie where you don't really know his intention. Um, Yeah. You don't know what he's gonna do. He's not the evil mastermind that like tells the good guy his whole entire plan when he's got the gun to his head. Um, just for him to like have it foiled because the dude knew the whole thing. No, that's not right. That's not what he does. You don't know until the very end when he says, like, yeah, I was just trying to steal money all along, but like nobody's gonna everybody's gonna think I was dead because of this big explosion that took all these hostages. And I, I think we go to pretty extreme extents to cover up what we're really trying to do. Um, in the name of appearing um, to be better than we are. Um, and And maybe, you know in his scenario, he's covering it up with another sin. Um, you know, maybe maybe that's the scenario you find yourself in where you're you're lying about about what you're doing or or trying to to hide what you're doing with um, something else. But oftentimes, I think we're just outright. Um, we show a, a lack of vulnerability. Um, and, yeah. and what we're struggling with and, and for him um, it was this mask that was a hostage situation but really he just wanted to steal this money um, and, and for you are there people around you that you're not showing your true intentions you're not showing what, what is really going on in your life because you're scared to be vulnerable you think that they're going to judge you uh, you think they're going to um, outcast you whatever it may be um but what extent are you going to to hide your real intentions from people around you? Yeah, and and I think, you know, the interesting point in this movie is that he covers up theft by pretending to be a terrorist, an objectively worse thing. Right. Like his cover up for I want to steal these bearer bonds is I'm going to pretend to be a terrorist. And I think if, you know, when you're you're talking about, I make this one mistake and I don't want to admit to it, so then I spend the next however long covering it up with this and this and this, and by the end, the bigger problem is the stuff that you've done to avoid just admitting that you've made a mistake in the first place. The problem yeah. isn't even the first mistake you made. The problem is the seven other steps you had to take to not let anybody know that you made a mistake in the first place. Yeah. You're covering up thievery, <clears throat> admittedly not great, with terrorism,
0: objectively worse. Yeah. yeah. What is the thing that, what started as thievery and has become murder? You know? mm. Yeah. I think it's a lot of times what happens with this is something that starts so light, especially with leaders, is something so small. And then, oh no, I have to cover this up because I'm going to lose my my witness or whatever with the flock. And then you get so used to covering that up, you start covering up with something else something else. And then whatever the thing that comes out, it was started as such a small thing. And now, sure, he tried to cover it up as terrorism, but the man was committing acts of terror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be a terrorist. Just kidding. I'm only going to steal money. Like, no, I am a terrorist, and it's also just so I can steal money. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to blow up the FBI... So, I can steal what is what, like
1: $600 billion or whatever?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, to be fair, large amount of money. Yeah. True. <laughs> Very extensive <laughs> amounts of money. Honestly, if you're going to steal $600 billion, some people probably have to be killed in the process. <laughs>
1: So in the end, you gotta do what you gotta do. In right? the end,
0: was he really that wrong? Was he really that out of pocket? No. So, Sight podcast is officially Team Hans. Is that
1: is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, yep, so I guess
0: so. We were Team Grinch in the first one for sure. Oh,
1: team Grinch for is sure. Easy.
0: The Who's yeah, we're sucked. not Team Mayor. No, we hate the mayor. We
1: will not be um, the mayor of Whoville on this show.
0: No, I I'm find much more of an Anvil person than a Whoville person. <laughs> what? I found two misery index cards that directly relate to
1: this movie. Oh, thank Yeah, you, oh, good I think Lord. this is a
0: great segue into the silly zone if you'd like to do yeah. it. yeah. Since I just so, said that murder mm, is okay if you get $600 billion out of it. Yeah, I think we <laughs> entered the silly zone a little while ago. We just didn't <laughs> want to admit it. Um, the official stance.
1: We so up this it isn't directly there. walk barefoot on glass, but it is walk barefoot on gravel. And I yeah. feel like... So well, let's just There's add some like some of man, three to
0: it.
1: Yeah. So I'll add three to this card. What do you think? I clearly Six. don't understand how this works.
0: 69.420. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was the other one that was 69?
0: I don't remember. I, I did the
1: lottery lose the here. ticket. Mm. I was just picking a number. I don't know. That's worse than this. I think that's worse than walk barefoot on gravel. I'm going to say like 39 and a half. Y'all, it is 4.1. <laughs> and that's with the plus three. The actual one is 1.1. 1.1. Okay. Then I think glass is way. Okay. Worse if gravel.
0: it's put together gravel, then yeah, that's not that bad at all. I just wanted You'd to think make like a 69. Loose gravel,
1: joke. Like a couple. rocks. <laughs> so, yeah. You just I,
0: was like hot, I was thinking like hot. I was like, like hot rocks.
1: Now, yeah, this one,
0: a little more directly correlates,
1: taken hostage during a bank robbery. Oh. Mm,
0: well, I've never part of a bank robbery, but I have many people I know that are part of a bank robbery. 61 uh, even. Depends on how it goes. They're a note passer. You'll be fine. But if, 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 they're, if they're wielding weapons, if they're shooting into the air, that's a solid 75.
1: I will say in this one, they do have creepy masks on, and they do have guns. Yeah, there 75,
0: are of 75, 75, 75. The correct answer is a ninety. Whoa! Yeah, I don't
1: get this game.
0: That's <laughs> traumatic, Zachary.
1: <laughs> that that's is it, traumatic. That's all, that's all. Also, the Impractical Jokers guys have a TV show called Misery Index where they do this on television, wow. and it's the funniest thing in the world. Maybe I need to watch that, is, that and study up on how bad things are.
0: Yeah, It's Hosted by Camila Alchubeil. Oh, she's from wonderful. the
1: good place. Yeah. You
0: know what moment I kind of like? What? So he's on the walkie-talkie. John McClane's on the walkie-talkie with Hans Gruber, and he's talking. The best part of the movie. And he brings up, he's like, "Do you think you're Rambo?" Mm-hmm. And he starts naming off all these movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking here in this moment, I was like, "Man, I wonder if they knew that they were one of these." Yeah, so like John McClane was a Rambo. Well that whole like I wonder if they thought like this is going to be a big big movie for this year or if they were like oh this is one of the ones.
1: Okay, so let me drop some behind the scenes knowledge on you, okay? So this movie okay. almost didn't work at all, right? Because it is technically a it's based on a book. And the book is a sequel to a different book that first book had already been made into a movie 20 30 years earlier starring Frank Sinatra. So when they adapted this book into a movie, technically because of his contract, they had to offer the role first to a 70-year-old Frank Sinatra. So he could have just (laughs) accepted this role and then Die Hard would have starred 70-year-old Frank Sinatra and that would have been the movie we had to watch and it wouldn't have been good, right?
0: But then you get...
1: Fortunately he said, no, I will not do that. Thank the good lord above.
0: And Frank Sinatra. And
1: Frank Sinatra, yes, thank you. Frank.
0: You know how I feel. (laughs) But then this,
1: that whole conversation on the walkie talkie is so good because it's like giving you a pat on the back. If you are a fan of movies and it's like, yeah, you guys get it. You understand why this is fun because that whole thing he talks about, like, do you think you're Rambo or he talks about being like John Wayne and the, if you're like a really like movie head person, you're going, well, he's not Rambo because Rambo's like big and punches people to death, and that's not what he does. And he's not like John Wayne because John Wayne's like old and like cowboyish. He's probably more like, and then right as you're thinking, he's probably more like on the walkie talkie, he goes, ah, we see myself more of a Roy Rogers. Right after you're probably thinking, if you know the character, he's probably more like Roy Rogers. The movie is so cool because it makes you go, yeah, I knew that too. I'm good at this. <laughs> I'm great at movies. This movie loves me. <laughs> See, I that's wasn't thinking funny.
0: Mr. Rogers when I think of this, but, yep, you know. That's what
1: that was, Mr. <laughs> Rogers, <laughs> with his neighborhood and such.
0: <laughs> yeah. In his um, can, I, can I give a, a couple
1: hot takes? Of course. Of course you can. Not, not hot takes. One, I guess, is, and it is that um, Theo is one of the coolest villains, bad guys, in any movie ever. Theo's a lot of fun. To to not be one of like like the main ones. He's a fun, he's, he's a really a fun like side villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cheer for him. The other is so I have I have two notes written about this movie because I did a really good job. The first one is from Brooklyn Nine Nine where he said yippee kayak other buckets, <laughs> which I did already use. The other is this movie is obviously from the eighties because it's so casual when he has a gun on the plane. He's he smokes on the plane and he's got a gun on the plane and then people I like, oh, don't worry I'm people are doing cocaine constantly in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I just it blew my mind when I saw him have a gun on a plane and he's like I'm a cop. I was like you know what don't care. Still, don't have, you can't don't have like that. It. Yeah, it's nope. there's a couple things like that that are just insanely dated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I love it; it makes my
0: heart happy. I just think, personally, the thing that made me the most uncomfortable in this movie. Who's who's our cop that uh, drives up and like, oh, this is no big deal, and then a body the, Sergeant Al Powell.
1: Come on, Alex. <laughs>
0: Sergeant Al Powell. No, I, I'm so bad. With the, the dad
1: books, from Family Matters. Because I yeah. Because <laughs> I always think it's pal. I think he's saying, "Hey, pal." He's saying, hey, Powell, Powell. not like Powell, like good old buddy, good old Powell. Mm,
0: got you. Okay, I want to
1: okay. be the good old Powell on the show from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I That'll think be the, good the old most Powell. uncomfortable, probably one of the best parts of the movie, though, is when he's just out talking with all his cop buddies around him. <laughs> he's like, hey, why, aren't, why are you sitting at a desk, you dweeb? <laughs> he's like, he's what'd just you like, do? a kid. He accidentally runs something over. He's like, nope, shot a kid. 13 years old. It was dark. Didn't see him. And, and he goes I into great it. detail. And
1: his and his big redeeming moment at the end of the movie is he gains the Shoots courage a to bad shoot guy. people again.
0: <laughs> it's the most American movie of all time. Yeah, he's got this like, really
1: shockingly tragic backstory about, like, I accidentally killed a kid, man. It really got to me. And then his big hero shot is, I remembered how to shoot people. Man Um also the coming full circle, which has to be the tiniest circle ever, of when you're introduced to him, he's buying Twinkies, and then you hear him list off all of the respective ingredients in a Twinkie, yep. which is, is just so, so fun. It's really good, man.
0: I love this movie it's so, so much. You know, Zach, as I, I'm really, really worried about what we're about to get into. <laughs> You, you You've prepped me with this by basically telling me Alex you need to be worried about what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, Alex is going to no longer be a part of the pod. I'm going to be here, but I'm not going to endorse the pod for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> uh,
1: well, before before we do anything, I mean, I think we need to intro the segment number 1.
0: Yeah, of course. Do you have something you want to talk about beforehand?
1: No, I Oh, you're just
0: asking me to intro the sex Yes, segment.
1: I just want you to intro the Yeah, segment. of
0: course, of course. I know, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting
1: there. So <laughs> let me
0: intro it, then I'll pull my endorsement. Beautiful. Because you're listening to the Greatest Podcast Game Show name in the history of Podcast Game Show names on the Greatest Podcast Game Show in the history of Podcast Game Show starring the Greatest Podcast Game Show host, uh, Zachary Kouyad. That was pretty hits. clean. <laughs> Laughery with Zachary! That was pretty good. I'm very proud of myself. That was pretty clean. Zach, go ahead. Before
1: we get started... Um, I don't know if you guys know. Um, I've been prepping for once things reopen to just like hit up all the diehard cons around the country, just all the big festivals. And I've been working on I you know I got my cosplays ready, um, and I've been working on like some of my voices. Um, so I thought uh-huh. like right now I just do some stuff. And I actually have brought in some some friends that are just like actor friends of mine that they're just gonna like let me bounce some some lines off of them and see what they do. So like. Like, oh, like this, this is my friend. She's playing Holly in this one and, and she's just going to sit here and I'm going to talk on this walkie talkie and I'm going to go, bring me my detonators. See? And so that's my Hans Gruber <laughs> voice. And then like, I might do like, like I might do, like I got my machine gun and I'm like limping and like Hans is over there. Like, this is my guy that I brought in for Hans. He's not going to say anything though. Cause like I already did that voice and so and then I might just be like happy trails Hans and then like I shoot him you know like that's my John McClane kind of thing Um, and then I'm not gonna do the Japanese accent because that would feel wrong Um, but the other thing I'm gonna do is I got like six guys in a row and I'm just gonna like see if I can figure out what their names are as they're kind of talking in the distance and I'm gonna write them all on my arm so I'm just like Paul oh cool one of them's Paul cool got that one David. Oh, there's a David. Good to know. I'll just cross that one off when I kill him later. <laughs> Alex. Oh, one of them is Alex. Cool. Alex, that means you're going, Please. You're going first <laughs> this week. Everybody get out of my house. Alex. See y'all. Yeah. I'm warning you now. Get ready to use a bleep button on this episode.
0: Good Lord. Cause, okay.
1: Because this week we're playing Yippie ki Mr. Falcon. <laughs> One of my favorite things about this movie that is like not a, it's sort of tangential to the movie is the fact that the most famous line in the movie, here you go, is Yippee Ki Yay! <laughs> like it's just
0: so mm-hmm. good. Like, yeah.
1: But you can't say that on TV. We can't say that on no. this podcast. That's why it sounded like a beep instead.
0: I'm so probably like, just gonna put the <laughs> Mister Falcon right over where he said. <laughs> That's so
1: good. So instead, what they, what some uh, channels will do is like TNT AMC, instead of just putting a bleep over it, they'll dub in a different line. So the famous version of that line in this movie is instead he goes, yippee mister Falcon. And it's really weird, but it's so funny. <laughs> so what I've gone and done is found a bunch of my favorite altered lines when dubbed for TV uh, rescreens. So these are all like lines that were deemed a little too extreme to put on TV. Okay. And I'm going to give you multiple choice options of what they put in instead. You have to tell me which one they actually put in in real life. Okay. Okay, Bring it. Alex, you can either use my audio where I say the right one or you can just beat me. I don't care, but I love this game so much that I couldn't not
0: do it. I'll probably have to beat you, but I hope you know it's out of love
1: that's what I want (laughs) so Alex you get to go first okay break it on (laughs) we're gonna jump right into the deep end the famous snakes on plane line I'm tired of these (laughs) snakes on this (laughs) plane was changed (laughs) to I'm tired of these monkey fighting snakes (laughs) on this what is it A minty fresh plane B Monday to Friday (laughs) plane or C (laughs) Monty Python plane.
0: Monty Python plane.
1: Please be Monday to Friday. Please have weekends off. Alex, I'm sorry. The correct answer is I'm tired of these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) That's so funny. They they said, I don't know. It's got to look like M F N. So Monday and Friday both have those letters in them. I guess we'll do that. God, that's good. Cam, your first round question. It's not going to get better yet. In the Big Lebowski, the line, this is what happens when you f***, (laughs) became... (laughs) What did it become? Is it A, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. B, this is what happens when you force a stranger to do art. Or C, this is what happens when you face a stranger in Austin. (laughs) It's gotta be Alps. Cam you're absolutely correct they changed the line to this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps I don't know what that means what it means is again we found the letter F and we found the letter A and we said good enough it does mean something completely different than the original it's not close (laughs) two entirely different things Alex this one this one you don't have to do any editing on it's fine
0: good I'm excited for this then
1: this is one that won't get me in trouble in the movie Juno The line, I'd like... Juno? Yes, Juno. I'd like to kick that bleaker kid right in the wiener, which was apparently too extreme for TV.
0: Of course it was. It
1: became, (laughs) I'd like to kick that bleaker kid right in the... Is it A, knee, B, shin, or C, butt?
0: Wiener. Wait. Um... (laughs)
1: game we've ever
0: played. (laughs) It's gotta be knee. It has to be knee. You're absolutely right. It has to be knee. They just changed wiener
1: to knee and they said, the line's fixed.
0: That was not even an intentional joke. I was like, that's clearly the right answer. I know, I've broken
1: your brain with this and that's what I like. (laughs) Cam, we're going back to censorship on this one. In Dumb and Dumber exclaiming, right on my after you kiss it was changed to A, right on my car, B, right on my nose, or C, right on my sandwich. Sandwich. (laughs) Cam, impossibly, you're correct. They changed the line to right on my sandwich. I've watched that on TV before. Right on my sandwich after you kiss it. Notably, no other sandwich talk in the movie. They were like, I don't know, I guess Sandwich. And that's the one that stuck. They could have said face or nose or any other number of things, but no. They said sandwich. They replaced the one-syllable word (laughs) with sandwich. (laughs) Well, I mean, they couldn't do salad. That's true. That would have been a totally different thing. (laughs) Or breakfast. Alex, we're coming back to you. Every meal is breakfast. (laughs) Alex, censored for content and not for language... The weird science line, I'm not talking candle wax on their nipples, became what in the edit? Was it A, on their dimples, B, on their pimples, or C, on their elbows?
0: Oh, my gosh. Elbows is the dumbest answer, but I want to pick it. Um, elbows. Alex, I'm sorry. The correct answer was on their pimples.
1: Yeah, I'm not yeah. talking candle wax on their pimples, which sounds terrible. And not fun for anyone. <laughs> candle wax on your elbows doesn't sound great either. Or dimples. Candle wax on, on your nipples doesn't sound great either. Candle wax, wax on my body is not,
0: is not very <laughs> enjoyable.
1: True. If I'm being perfectly honest, none of those sound fun. Cam, we're going back to you. In The Matrix, Neo says, Jesus Christ, that thing's real? But if you watched it on AMC, he actually said, A, Jeepers Creepers. B, B, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs>
0: Or serving the Lord, I hate Judas it.
1: Judas Priest, <laughs> 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 Jeepers <laughs> Creepers. Cam you've done it again The correct answer was Jeepers Creepers That thing is real Is a line that they made Neo from the Matrix Say in the movie The Matrix Starring Keanu Reeves
0: As Neo (laughs) Zack is so frozen on mine He's so frozen (laughs) on mine too I wonder what he's saying Right now Probably talking about How good we look I mean to be honest man I gotta do so much editing On this thing anyways
1: I'm I'm glad you have time I don't know know. (laughs) If we lose If we lose him. (laughs) we lose I wonder if he can hear us. Oh, I bet you he probably can, or his computer crashed. Blink twice if you can hear me.
0: Why'd you say that? He's frozen on both our (laughs) screens. I was watching the screen. (laughs) I was so zeroed in on Zach's screen. Like, man, is he going to blink? Is he going to (laughs) blink?
1: I really hope he's frozen in the video. Hey, there we go. Hey, he's back! I really want us to leave that part in there. Just I don't know what it. Zach said. I was just going. I'm just no, going to mute Zach the entire game. time. <laughs> yeah, mute, mute Zach from that point forward, and Zach just take it over after I got that one right. Perfect. That's <laughs> so yeah, they, they make lost. him yeah. actually say "Jeepers Creepers" in that movie. Alex, we're going into the final round here, and fortunately, the final round is worth 25 points each, so it's still anybody's of it game. Is. Yeah, uh, But otherwise, Cam is winning it by an insurmountable lead. <laughs> Alex, in the Antonio Banderas vehicle, Desperado, here we are back to censorship. The simple line, is replaced by what <laughs> expletive alternative? Is it A, what the frijoles, B, what the fresas, or C, what the fresco?
0: <laughs> I want it to be the first one. Also, I don't really feel that bad about this game because it's basically just Christian cuss words.
1: That's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's the first one. Whatever yeah. it is, Freehold Please be free holy.
1: It absolutely is what the Freehold is. <laughs> yes. They changed a know. hardcore Antonio Banderas line to what the beans is what they changed that to. <laughs> <laughs> Cam, oh, the final God, question is going okay. to you. Bringing it all the way back around, in Die Hard 2, the famous yippee ki was changed to what? Is it A, yippee ki Madam Falcon? Is it B, yippee ki melon farmer? Or is it C, yippee ki kimosabi? C. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Somehow they decided yeah. to, ch- to save Die Hard with a reference to the lone ranger yippie-ki-yay yippie-ki-yay melon farmer is just one that i really thought was funny <laughs> but it, i've never actually seen it in anything but man it made me laugh and i thought maybe like madam falcon they've gotten progressive and now they're doing a lady instead did you know <laughs> that in now it's die a hard non-binary two, falcon near the beginning of die hard 2 there's a subtle reference to someone that they actually do name Mr. Falcon. Like, there's a character name dropped as Mr. Falcon so that when the edit comes, mm. they could just pretend it was part of the movie and that <laughs> Yippie Mr. So Mr. Falcon was actually intentional. But, Cam, you went perfect four for four in this game. And so you have won. Yippie yay Mr. Falcon. Thank you for all the editing you'll be doing later, Alex.
0: <laughs> no problem. Because even, yeah, no. Not only do I have to edit it, you also cut out in the middle of it. So we got like tons of editing to do. (laughs) There's
1: so much work around to do. Me and Cam took a quick
0: five to seven seconds where we just (laughs) laughed. Like, (laughs) maybe we'll just laugh at whatever he's saying right now. I Uh, thought about just talking
1: and then it (laughs) kept being frozen. My yeah. favorite moment in there, Zach was I did say Zach blink twice if you're frozen, and Alex like a solid I was seven so seconds later was like, "Why'd you say that? He's frozen." I've been staring at him, waiting for him to blink. You just I was looking your right stuff at you in there, and then just not edited. Hundred percent,
0: definitely going to. I'm just going to mute yeah. you and yep. keep me and Cam in Perfect. there. It was funny. Okay, <laughs> Zach. So here's here's what we're coming down to. Yeah, I need you to tell me Cam want to do a Jason Pierre Paul for some reason for January. <laughs> I'm guessing it was a New Year's and fireworks is what I'm getting, at, getting yeah. at. Yeah. Okay, cool. Zach, what do you think we should do for January?
1: So we're just getting into this like new format of the show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we need to get people on board with it right from the top. That's my thinking. Say stop. We, from the top? We need to go like make hard. Make a <laughs> That's exactly a, where I was hoping you would go with. Listen, that. we're already editing. That's a. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good lord, Zach! I want to forget about that one. <laughs> that
1: one's gonna accidentally stay in the episode. It's gonna make the fun. It's gonna make <laughs> the fun. Okay, go ahead. But I think we need to just we need to lean hard into some fan service, right? Yeah. Week one of January, the Star Wars original trilogy. Week two, the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Week three, we do the Star Wars sequel trilogy, and week four, we do the Mandalorian.
0: I wanted you to say Star Wars so bad. Come on, so and it's not like there's a fun
1: holiday to talk about in January. So
0: if we're doing them in bunches, we don't have to do four. Like we could do as many as we wanted. We We could could do do it two months in a row. We could do
1: eleven episodes, one on each Star Wars movie.
0: We could do a whole Jar Jar episode. I would
1: love to yes. do our episode, but then you would have to listen to me go, I'm just gotta save us from the rebels and stuff." The whole, the whole time, and I'm okay with fun. it. No, you would get so irritated. We could do a whole Two episode on Anakin's hatred of sand. I have a lot of thoughts about Anakin and sand, but if you want to hear those, you better tune back into the podcast in January. <laughs> in January, because that was <laughs> right one after one our Jason
0: Pierre Paul episode. <laughs> we do yeah, one baby, Jason Pierre
1: episode, and then we do Star Wars
0: after that. <laughs> Man, this is one of the most buck wild episodes we've ever yeah. had. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to edit this one. Guys, uh, this was fun. My name is Alex. This is Plainside Podcast with my good old buddies Cam and Zach. Uh peace out. Boy Scout. Wash your hands, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> Wash your mouth, Zachary
1: Kuba. I almost just said it. Because <laughs> it's so fun to say. I'm glad you did. I knew if I did this one you wouldn't catch it in the edit. <laughs>